As I'm recording this, it is a dark and gloomy morning. The temperatures today are not supposed to get out of the 70s. The humidity is not too bad. And all of that is the divine reward that I have received from the universe for completing my Camp Nano and World Building Summer Camp Challenges. Oh my goodness, I got so much written and I learned a lot this time around. I learned so much and I want to share it with you on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, And I am toast. I'm I'm very toasty right now. I I I finished my camp goals. I finished my camp goals. I wrote all the words. I literally wrote all the words. I hope you did well on yours because I am a little Krispy Kreme right now who doesn't know what they're doing, but I made a promise to do podcasts, and so I'm doing them. Just so you know, if you haven't been following me on social media or on my YouTube channel, I got 40,820 words last month on my work in progress, the first book in the Blinded Angel series. And I got 34,418 words of world building done in 33 articles in 31 days. And I finished that during a five-hour sprint last night. And if you want to see what that looked like, you don't have to watch the whole five-hour sprint. The recent video I just did that's coming out today on YouTube about wrapping up camp and what happened, I, I included a clip from it. But last month, last month, I wrote a grand total of seven, this is just insane, 75,238 words last month written by me. That's what I did last month. (laughs) And I did the artwork and I started a YouTube channel and I've been doing two videos a week over there. Plus, I've been interviewing somebody every week for that. And I've been doing live streams. Not only on my channel, but other people's channels. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how I got all that done. I attribute it to the gamer writing method and the active imagination method that I've done videos for both of those over on my YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I did a lot. I did a lot. And I'm not done. That's the crazy thing. Like, I'm burnt out in that I'm tired because I wrote all day yesterday trying to hit the goal. But I am just itching to get ready to write again. I am just going crazy because I want to get more words in. There, the, the story, I want to tell it. I want to be writing it. I want the words to be happening. So here I am. <laughs> I'm about probably after I record this, after I get it scheduled, after it's up and ready for all of you lovely people, I am probably going to be doing some more writing today. Yeah. I learned a lot, though, not just about writing, but author life. 
during this Camp Nano. I learned so much from other people and just from my experience of doing it this year. And I really want to talk to you about that today because I don't think I could have gotten 75,000 words done this month if I hadn't had the community that has been developing around everything we're doing there to help. I really do mean that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is what I've learned, my lessons from camp. I'm probably going to be a bit spacey. I apologize for that, but just understand I've done a lot. And don't forget, we have our 13th anniversary episode coming out on Friday. There's not going to be a Wednesday episode this week. It's going to be coming out on Friday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Let's just get to it, shall we? The first and most important lesson that I have learned this month is the importance of community. And it's not just having a few people around you. It's having cheerleaders. That's something that I really learned when I joined AuthorTube, when I started making YouTube videos this month, well, last month. And it's something that I never quite expected because it's It's so outside of my realm of experience to have anything like that in my life. It's not that people put me down or that I don't have people that are rooting for me or trying to help me succeed in my life. It's that I didn't know what it felt like to have people literally cheering you on. Literally. That would show up to the live streams, that would be sending you messages on social networks, wishing you well, wanting you to succeed, knowing what your goals are, caring about what your goals are, investing in each other's goals. And that that's the amazing thing is it was so reciprocal. It wasn't just like, oh, I am so great. Everyone should come and be interested in all of the work that I am doing. No, we were talking to each other about each other's projects and really getting invested in what each one was doing and forming a tighter community than the one that I've had for years. I mean, I can't think of the last time I've ever been in something like this, at least not for writing. Actually, I can, now that I think about it. Back when I was writing fan fiction... A lot of my friends were also writing fan fiction, and I knew a lot of editors of fanzines because I'm old enough that when I was doing fan fiction primarily, it was mostly on paper. <laughs> you actually had to go and buy them. You had to order them in the mail or go to a convention and pick them up. And we would sit around and talk about our fandoms and about our work and the stories that we were doing. And that was really when I just completely fell in love with writing. And I thought that that was something that was exclusive to the fandom community. The idea of a bunch of writers getting together and having that experience was beyond my understanding. I mean, when I read up on the Futurians and the goods and bads and dramas and everything that took place with them back in the 1920s and all of the great writers that came out of that group, 
which was a science fiction fan club. I always dreamed of having a fan club around some fandom or just science fiction and fantasy in general, and have worked hard to make Project Shadow that thing. But for some reason, it was never as real as it was this month. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I showed up. You see, it's one thing to be doing these episodes of the podcast. It's one thing to be posting things randomly on social media and talking to people every now and then, replying to other people's posts. It's another thing to actually show up. And this is something that the live streaming really brought into my life, whether it was me in the chat on somebody else's stream or people in the chat of my stream or people actually joining me on camera. We were there for each other. We were investing with each other. And that showing up in real time, not in delayed actions, not in, you know, whenever you get around to it, that actually being there, being present for one another really makes a difference and kept me. And I know a lot of other people that I've talked to about this motivated to keep pushing forward on our projects, whether we were doing well or not. And as I've already stated, I did insanely well. I did, I did almost too well this month. But showing up is the important part. You always hear that, but you never know what it means. This is what that means. We were there in virtual space, but we were there for each other. And I didn't know how much I missed that in my life until I had that in my life. And so hopefully we can build this community even more and have more of that for each other going forward. The second lesson that I am taking away from this Camp Nano is learning to just tell Bob to shut the F up. For those of you who may be new to the podcast or to me, Bob is the name that I have given my inner critic. It's from the Dresden Files TV series, not the books. He's a very different thing in the books than he was on the TV series. But yeah, I, I have a very active inner critic who likes to yell at me and tell me that what I'm doing isn't good enough, isn't ready, isn't needs more work. And what I learned was how to let go, how to push through that. How to tell Bob to shut up. Now, I'm not as good at that as Tessa Dean is, so I still don't write as fast as I want to in an hour. But the fact that I was able to get as much done as I did is testament to how I was just willing to let go. I don't know if the images that I made this month are the ones that are going to be in the final version. I don't know how much of the articles that I've written this much are going to survive the edits, right? And it's horrifying, basically putting zero drafts online. Because that's what I was doing all month. Because to put, to have something count towards the goal for World Building Summer Camp, the article had to be public. It had to be published. It had to be there. So I'm basically posting my zero drafts, warts and all, out into the universe for anybody who wants to read them to read them without editing them, because I don't have time to edit them, 
without going through and prettying them up, there was so much that needed to get written that I just didn't have time for that. And that may be the greatest thing that I learned this camp. Because that's what's always kind of held me back in regular nano, trying to write 50,000 words in a month. Because I've always struggled to hit 50,000 words in a month. And this month, I hit 75K. I wrote 75,000 words this month. Now, it doesn't hurt that I actually had a 10K day. I had, I, I actually did have a 10K day in the middle of the month. But I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't per, I wasn't active in the community. But learning to put my work out there and to just go, yes, it's got warts. I'm going to leave it marked work in progress. Hopefully people notice that. And keep moving. Keep moving. Just keep swimming. That's a lesson I hope I can keep with me going forward for this month. And it's one that I hope that you can pick up as well. Because I know how much I want my work to be perfect, to be pristine, to be gorgeous, to be finished. And so I would often hold things very close to my chest and not put it out there because I don't know if this is perfect yet. I don't know if I really need to take time to do this. I don't know what I'm going to be doing to make it easier for people to find this, to navigate, and all of that. All of that work just gets held back. And I couldn't do that. I just created a folder on the site, on the Dragons of Night site, that said World Building Summer Camp 2020. And just threw everything in there as I did it, as it got done, and just went, I'll figure this out later. I'll figure this out later. But it's done, it's moving, it's it's that momentum, it's that freedom that it gave me, knowing that I had this limit. I wanted the diamond badge. I wanted to get 33 of these articles done in 31 days. And the fact that I could only see 10 articles every 10 days, and the last three articles came out on the 30th. So I had the 30th and the 31st to finish them. I didn't have time to think, because I was also trying to write words in my novel along with it. So I, I set this impossible goal. I set several impossible goals. And because I didn't think about it, because I didn't allow myself this time to overthink it, I achieved more than I ever thought possible just because I didn't stop to think about it. Because I didn't take the time to tell myself, oh, this is impossible. Oh, this is too hard. I'm not going to make it. Oh, why did I do this? I didn't let that critic come in. I told Bob to shut up. And I don't think that Bob listened, but I stopped listening to Bob. And that's almost more important. We hold ourselves back. We hold ourselves back. We are the ones that are keeping ourselves from achieving our dreams. We're the ones doing it. And yes, sometimes it's economic situations. Look, I'm not one of those people that just believes in the power of positive thinking and that, you know, there isn't systemic racism and just immense inequality in the world. 
that keeps people from working towards their goals and dreams. I, I don't think if the next Leonardo da Vinci is born in a poor neighborhood in a poor city that they're just going to magically be discovered. Because, yes, there are things out there that do prevent us from achieving our goals. But so much of the time, so often, and I, I would I would say too often, we are our own worst enemies because we internalize the lies and deceits that are perpetrated against us. We are told what we are capable of doing. We are told what we can and cannot do, sometimes explicitly, but so much more implicitly. We listen to people who have these amazing careers telling us about how they achieved success. And we internalize that and start thinking to ourselves, well, that must be how I have to achieve success. Well, what if you don't want the same things that they wanted? What if you're not after the same goals? We don't often ask that question. We don't often stop to realize when we're following someone else's path or someone else's goals. That's what I learned this month. Having some of the conversations that I had about elements of the world building and parts of the stories, mine and those that belong to other people, that excited me and brought me to life in a whole new way. You see, I came from that old school that you hold everything back. You hold everything back and you don't show it to the world because maybe I can use that to make money off of it. Maybe that's a secret that people don't need to tell. And yes, you have to be careful. I accidentally had to copy I actually wrote more words than, not, not like a lot, like maybe 300 more words than I said, because I wrote an article and then realized that it was basically a plot spoiler for a series, the series I'm working on and went, yeah, maybe that should not be online. <laughs> maybe that, maybe, maybe I should pull that off. And so I did, I copied it and pasted it elsewhere. So I still had the words, I forgot to count them, but I just realized that I have them and rewrote the article in a way that doesn't include that big plot spoiler. But beyond that, why should I have to hold something back? Look, I want to make money off of my writing like everybody else does. I do. And I know a lot of people think I'm crazy giving it away like I'm starting to do. And it is. I'll admit it. I'll just flat out admit it. Yeah, it's crazy. This is maybe stupid what I'm doing right now. But the community is more important to me. And the one thing that I've learned over the years from the various people who have helped me out, who have supported me and my work over the years, is that that support comes whether I want it to or not. No matter I, whether I ask for it or not. I have friends... I feel weird calling them readers because I know them so well that when I see them at a convention, if I don't have a new book out, they just hand me a $20 bill and say, that's a down payment on the stories you're going to write. And then they won't accept a free book when I try to give it to them because they have to pay for that book. 
they they invested in that book. That's what the other money was for. And that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's it's mind boggling to me. But that's the community that I want to foster, that is willing to support what they love, and get it out there so people that can't afford to buy it, because I know what it's like not to be able to afford books. I'm kind of like that right now. If it's not on Audible, or in Kindle Unlimited, I'm probably not going to get to it because I don't have the funds. So I want my stuff to be out there. Hopefully. I will have a community that will support me, but I can't hold myself back anymore. This might sound like I'm repeating what I said earlier, but I, if I am, it just bears repeating. But I think there's so much more to say about this. We have to stop overthinking it. We do. Look, I I know how other authors run their businesses, because if you're going to be an author, you do have to think about this as a business. But that's not the business that I want to be in. I mean, it really isn't. I don't want to hold back from my readers unless they are privileged enough to be able to give me money, and that may just be because I'm an aging hippie. And I'm sabotaging my money-making potential. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to keep you all completely apprised of how this all goes. But I want the stories out there. But that's my dream. I'm not advocating that for you. I want a community. The community to me is the most important part of this. I want these stories to be read. And I know how painful it is when you can't afford stuff. Because I've lived there most of my life, so I don't want to be holding things back. So the world building is going to be there for people to read. Yeah, I'm probably going to end up doing collections that I'm going to edit together and put, you know, source books out because I love having those, and I think it would be awesome to have those for my own world. And I might put some exclusive stuff in there. Or... We'll see when we get to that point. But that's for people who want a, a physical guidebook. If you don't want that, you don't have to get it. Yeah, some of the zero drafts that I'm going to be putting up are going to be for people that are on my Patreon, because I zero draft a lot, and there are scenes that either don't make it into the finished book or get altered significantly by the time they make it into the finished book that they're not exactly the same chapter again. So. I'm going to be giving those to those people, and that's a lot of that's because I don't want to confuse readers. Because if you start reading my zero drafts, thinking that they're my finished drafts, especially if I'm going to be giving the books away, you're going to have a very different view of me as a writer. Because I'm not going to go through and edit those zero drafts. Those my patron patrons are going to get those exactly as they are, and I'm fine with that. It's terrifying, but I'm fine with that because we hold ourselves back by overthinking everything. Is this the right choice? Well, I honestly won't know until I try it. But it's something I really want to do. And you know what happens if this wasn't the right idea? Eventually, once I come to that, if I come to that opinion, 
I pull down the stuff that is going to be for sale and I make it for sale again and I go that route. You see, this is what return on investment really should be about is looking at what the cost of doing it would be. How hurt would I be if I just did it? Would it really harm me or not? It might, if this doesn't work, yeah, it might slow down my career as a writer. It may make it take longer for me to develop the kind of monetary business that I want to have. Right now, I'm kind of okay with that. But I think in the long run, this is a better choice for me. And I think that there's every chance of it working. And so I could overthink and do the math and listen to all the other people telling me how I have to make a living. But that's how they make a living. That's how they make their money. Yeah, I may be making a huge mistake. But if we're afraid of making mistakes, we're never going to take action. We're never going to take action. That's one of the things that's held me back so long throughout my life is what if this is the wrong choice? Well, if it's the wrong choice, it's the wrong choice and oopsie doodle. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully it'll get better. Hopefully it will work in the end. But I can't be afraid all the time. And you shouldn't be afraid either. Listen, I know this is starting to sound like one of those, you know, power of positive thinking courses, but I'm really not that person. I am as pessimistic as they come. I do not see the good in others. I'm always looking for the knife that's going to come stab me in the back. I'm not Pollyanna when it comes to this. I know how hard life is in this world, but I've also learned from experience That if we set our mind to doing something, we will find a way to get there. We will find a way to do it. It may not be easy. There may be struggle along the way. But we'll get there. I can look at my own life. The number of times that when, when my husband and I first got together, all of my money was stolen by one of our roommates. And the court did nothing, which meant I had no court documents to show. So all of the late payments and all of the overdraft charges and everything that ended up happening on my bank account, I had to pay back. That was a setback. So we moved to California without knowing anybody there just to start over. And we got there and we met the most amazing people. Like the day we moved into our apartment, our neighbors were... Getting, they just got new furniture. And so as we're moving in with literally what we could carry in a Ford probe with a container, one of those turtle containers on top, that's all we had in the world. And we showed up and as we're moving stuff in, they introduced themselves to us and said, Hey, we just got a new couch and new chairs. When they arrived, do you want our old couch and chairs? So we went from having no furniture absolutely no furniture to having a living room set because the world does work like that 
if we're following the path that we need to be walking. We struggled for years out there when the financial crisis happened. And when we moved here, we thought it was one of the worst decisions that we could have ever made. But thanks to living here, I've gotten a better relationship with my parents than I've ever had in my life. And my husband and I own a restaurant, which is his dream, which has freed me up to write and experience my dream. We can do what we set our minds to if we're willing to fight for it. It's not going to come easy. Nothing in this life is. Nothing worth anything is going to come easy. The relationship is not going to be easy. The career is not going to be easy. Family is not going to be easy. But we can achieve whatever we set our minds to. And that has been confirmed over and over and over again in my life. And that's what this month reminded me of. It's something that I'd forgotten. I would say it sometimes, but that kind of, you know, it in your bones, knowing it, I lost that, but it's back. And I hope this time it just doesn't go away. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. If you did, please consider sharing it wherever you're listening from. It really does help out more than you could possibly know. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear addressed on the show down in the show notes, you'll find a link for the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. And when I say short, I think they only allow you to send in one minute voice messages. So keep it short. <laughs> a lot of the messages that we that, that I do get start with, I had to record this three times because it kept cutting me off. So yeah, I... I, I'm just grateful for everything. This is the hard part. You know that in this, those same show notes, you'll find a link to listener support, my Patreon, and my coffee account. However you want to help, if you want to help, don't feel any pressure. They're there. And thank you to everybody who does that. You all mean so much to me. And hopefully I'm able to repay you even a little bit for all of the great things that you do for me. If you don't have any money, like I said, please share the podcast. That helps more than you know. Or share anything that I do that you think you know people will like. But that really does help out immensely. Alrighty, I am doing a lot. You can check out my writing over at, Dragon, at the Dragons of Night site. You can check out my YouTube channel. I'm doing a bunch over there. And we're doing our big 13th anniversary special this Friday and we're putting out a special episode it's going to be me and the hubby like we used to do on the show I've already gotten a segment from one of our former contributors that I'm so excited about I can't wait for that and we're going to be launching fan fiction Fridays on my YouTube channel we're going to be doing live streams writing fanfic and I'm so excited to be writing fanfic again. You have no idea. So if you're interested in doing that, please join us over there. The video is already up. You can set a reminder on it, but don't rely on the reminders. They don't work that well. YouTube has problems. Alrighty. I hope you enjoyed the show 
And until next time, as we always say, because we haven't fixed anything in this country yet, don't forget Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter, Brianna Taylor's killers are still on the loose. Say her name and the names of all the other black women whose stories are not being told nearly enough. And I hope you get all the words. And even with everything going on, I hope you have the fun. Bye.